Hello friends, thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to 10 Pages. 10 Pages is an online literary community where we read 10 pages a day. I'm your host at Bellini Carly, but you can call me Carly B. And I share my reading reflections with you all on this podcast. And I'm so grateful that you tune in and listen to my ramblings. But I'm even more grateful when you share your reading reflections with me and with the rest of the 10 Pages community. You can find 10 Pages on YouTube and Pinterest. We are at 10 Pages, T-E-N-1-0 P-G-S. That is at T-E-N numbers 1-0 letters P-G-S on YouTube and Pinterest. Find us on social media and join the Reading Circle conversation. Today's episode of 10 Pages is a little bit different because we are not here to talk about a book, but rather about music. I honestly hate talking about music because when I start talking about music, I realize how little I actually know about music in a critical sense. I just say stuff like, I love the sounds and I love these noises and I feel so dumb and uneducated in the music department. But I love music, I love listening to music, I love live music, I think music is life. I'm also a total album listener. Um, I listen to albums like I read books. Uh, When I find an album that I love, I will listen to it on repeat over and over again for weeks or months at a time. I'll press play on the first track, listen to the album the whole way through, get to the end, and hit repeat. So that's why I'm sharing my top albums of 2022. Albums really make up my life and make up my year and remind me of eras of my life. So I want to share that with you all and also keep it as an archive for myself too. So without further ado, let's get started. I'm going to share my top five albums of 2022. The number five album of my 2022 is Sick by Earl Sweatshirt. Sick was released in January 2022, and it was totally my vibe for a month or two after it was released. I love listening to lo-fi hip-hop while I work, so I was bumping this at my work desk while I was getting work done, and I also have memories driving around in the car in cold, dreary Pittsburgh weather in January and February listening to this album. Um... Sick was a pandemic project for Earl. The album was recorded during the COVID lockdowns and in the wake of the global pandemic. And you can definitely hear that in some of the lyrics that are about the pandemic, like on Titanic, Earl raps mask on like a supervillain. And on the title track, Sick, he raps can't go outside no more because people are sick. Um, I just like that Earl channeled his creative energy during this time and created a whole album called Sick about sickness and as sort of a tribute or an archival project to this time in his life and in all of our lives. So some of my favorite tracks off of Sick are 2010. I love 2010 uh, and I'm a little bit biased because there's a Temple University shout out. I am a Temple University alum 
on the on the track on 2010 he says something like uh mama had me out in temple not religious we was really out in philly uh so i just love that shout out that line gets me hype every time i hear it and i love 2010 as a whole it's a great song i also love titanic i love the intro track old friend and a track that really grew on me over time is vision featuring the looper um, that really grew on me and is one of my favorite tracks. So the number five top album of my 2022 is Sick by Earl Sweatshirt. And the number four top album of my 2022 is Gemini Rights by Steve Lacey. Gemini Rights was released in July 2022, and this was one of the albums of my summer. Pressing play on Static, the intro track, just welcomes you home and brings you right back to this journey. Gemini Rights is a, very much a sound collage. There are so many different sounds and noises going on. It's very experimental with elements of you know, jazzy, 70s, funky, grooviness with some hip-hop and some pop and even some pop-punk rock elements to it. It's a breakup album that manages to be sad and funny at the same time. One of my favorite lines is on a track called Sunshine when he sings, saying my ex like my name ain't Steve. <laughs> I just think that's funny. Um, he brings humor to the breakup. Um, it's also very a relatable breakup album. And I'm just so happy for Steve Lacey with this album. First of all, Steve received critical praise for this album when it was released, and he's getting some love from end-of-year lists coming out recently, too. Um, but he also had such a moment with Bad Habit. It went viral on TikTok, and I'm just happy for him that in addition to the critical praise, he received some commercial success as well, even though I heard he's already, like, over playing Bad Habit live. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, I'm just happy for Steve that this album uh, is so fun and different and interesting, and I'm glad that people actually appreciated it. So some of my favorite tracks on uh, Gemini Rights are Sunshine uh, featuring Fushi, uh, one of the only features on the album and a great feature at that. Um, I also love Cody Freestyle, which um, I read an interview um, and someone, a friend of mine actually told me about the interview, uh, that it's not because it was recorded in Cody, Wyoming, but it's actually codependency freestyle. Um, that's great. Um, I also love Helmet and, of course, an honorable mention to Bad Habit. So the uh, top four album of my 2022 was Gemini Rights by Steve Lacey. Okay, now this is where rankings get really tough. Um, number three top album of my 2022 is an album that I've been actually listening to a lot recently, so it's kind of hard not to rank it higher than top three, but I think it just fits here best for me this year. Anyway, the number three top album of my 2022 is Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar. Mr. Morale was released in May 2022, and honestly, for the first month after this album was released, it totally repelled me, and I hardly listened to it. Um, there's the content about cancel culture, there's the Kodak Black feature component, and there's the Auntie Diaries controversy. It's also just a deep album handling intense topics and themes, and it was just all around a little bit too hard for me to digest at first. 
Um, I listened to a New York Times podcast called Popcast, and the episode that they made about this album was titled something like Kendrick Lamar's Anxiety Era, and I think that's totally on point. This album was about anxiety, and it gave me anxiety at first. But after some time, I did come around to this album, and I eventually got to a place where I was listening to this album on repeat from top to bottom. Um, I love the focus of this album on therapy and trauma and generational trauma and healing. When I first got into this album, I personally was going through some of my own stuff, and listening to Kendrick meditate on his own struggles kind of distracted me from my stuff and comforted me at the same time. Later in this year, I got back into listening to this album, and it was another time in my life when I was going through some tough stuff, so um, this is a really healing album to me. And overall, I could go on and on about this album, but I really don't want to take up too much time here with it. I just think that this album is a gift and one of the texts of our time, like a great book. I think it'll help other people be more open about mental health and trauma and other societal issues. Um, one of my favorite tracks is Father Time because it's typical Kendrick. I listened to another music podcast from The Ringer with Charles Holmes who is another Temple University alum, shout out. And Charles overall didn't love this album. He didn't have great things to say about it, but he did say, I remember, that he would be listening to Father Time at the gym. And that makes sense to me because the chorus lyrics are like early morning wake-ups, practicing no day-offs, and it definitely speaks to like gym hustle culture. But the reason it's so typical Kendrick is because it's kind of like swimming pools, where swimming pools is a party song that people were listening to at basement frat parties while they were drinking. But the underlying content of that song is about alcoholism. I think Father Time is similar because it's in that gym hustle and grind culture vibe, but the underlying message is about toxic masculinity and the way father-son relationships can really harden men. Um, there's a lyric like, uh, man should never show his feelings, being sensitive never helped. Um, he, and Kendrick talking about his father says, his mama died. I asked him why he going back to work so soon. His first reply was son, that's life and Bill's got no silver spoon. So it's just one of those tracks that presents itself as being for the gym and for like guys going to the gym, no days off. But the underlying message is working through some toxic masculinity stuff and breaking down some barriers to men showing emotion and sensitivity. Um, again, I could go on and on about this album. I really could, but I'm just going to leave it at that. I think that this is a very healing album. I think it accomplishes a lot. Um, and some of my favorite tracks are number one. I love Count Me Out. I listen to Count Me Out on repeat a lot. Um, I also love N95. I think it's such a banger. Um, I love the sort of homage to Eminem on the last verse on that track. Um, he spits his flow on that last verse, definitely in the in the cadence and style and flow of Eminem, and I love that. One track that has grown on me over time is Die Hard. I've been listening to that one a lot recently. Um, again, I talked a lot about Father Time earlier. 
I also love Rich Spirit. That was an early favorite for me. I love the Savior interlude and Savior with Baby Keem. Love hearing Baby Keem on the record. And honorable mention to Mother I Sober. Um, I don't listen to Mother I Sober a ton. It's very intense and heavy, but it's dealing with subject matter around sexual assault and abuse and generational trauma. And it's really a beautiful, beautiful piece of poetry. So honorable mention to Mother I Sober. Um, overall, yeah, number three top album of my 2022 is Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar. Next up, the number two album of my 2022 is It's Almost Dry by Pusha T. It's Almost Dry was released in April 2022, and I bumped the lead single Diet Coke on repeat when it came out. Um, this album is Pusha T Perfection. I love that Pusha describes his albums as mob movies for coke dealing. Uh, Pusha albums definitely have a theme and a vibe and a concept, and Pusha executes that very well with It's Almost Dry. Some people might have an issue with me ranking it so highly on this list, but I think that Pusha deserves his flowers with this one. This is not a pity ranking at all, but I think that Pusha's career culminated very well with this album, and I'm happy that Pusha is getting such critical praise for this album. He's topping a bunch of the best album and best rap album of the year lists that are coming out this year, and he's also Grammy nominated for best rap album of the year, and I'm really rooting for him at the Grammys. He's definitely campaigning for it, and I think that's because he's at a point in his career where he really feels like he deserves it, and I respect that. Um, I got to see Pusha perform this album live on his It's Almost Dry tour, and I was in the very front row, which I never do, and I really got to soak in Pusha's presence and energy, and he really impressed me. Um, but yeah, he had up on the screen behind him, best rap album of the year, and I really think he's campaigning to win that Grammy. Um, I just want to give him his flowers, ranking him top two of my year. Um, I also uh, want to note that I love that half of this album was produced by Kanye and half produced by Pharrell. I think that was a really interesting artistic feature that fans got to square up Kanye and Pharrell against each other and compare them and have them compete against each other. It was just a fun artistic feature, recent Kanye antics aside. But anyway, some of my favorite tracks off of It's Almost Dry. Um, I love Neck and Wrist. It's my favorite track. I hate to agree with the critics, but I love the Jay-Z verse on Neck and Wrist. I, he says something like, um, people say that if Big had survived, uh, like if Biggie had survived, Jay wouldn't be in this position. But he's like, Hove was going to always be Hove. It was the universe will. The law said so. And now I'm here. And I just love that line. I love his verse. It's one of my favorite Jay-Z verses of recent and um, one of my favorite verses on the album. And I just love neck and wrist, like necklace and watch don't lie. Um, it's so boastful and fun. Uh, it's a great track. It's Pharrell produced. Love it. Um, I also love Brambleton. I love Dreaming of the Past. I love Just So You Remember. Uh, Pusha gets in his signature, like, gruffy voice, Just So You Remember Who You Don't. Um, and I also love Call My Bluff. I love the lyrics on that one that are like, buffalo shrimp from Mahima. It just seems to me that um, 
Pusha just got back from a dinner where he had some like fire buffalo shrimp from Mahima and he just got in the booth and started spitting that and I love it. Um, I also love Hear Me Clearly. Um, overall I just think that this album is really well executed and um, I was bumping this top to bottom in the spring. I loved it. Um, so yeah, the number two top album of my 2022, It's Almost Dry by Pusha T. And finally, the top spot on my top albums of 2022 list. Number one goes to You Can't Kill Me by 070 Shake. You Can't Kill Me was released in June 2022, and it was without a doubt the album of my summer. I was completely immersed in this album for months. I would go out on walks to this album. I would drive around listening to it. It was one of those albums that I could work along to at my desk, and it wouldn't distract me. So, I mean, this album was 24-7 for months for me, and I still throw it on very often. Um, Whenever I recommend it to people, they always love it. Um, uh, you Can't Kill Me is a breakup album, and I love the way that Shake expresses the full range of emotions that one feels when going through a breakup, especially emotions that a lot of women feel. Um, early in the album, on the third track, History, Shake sings, We'll Go Down in History, and it's a sentiment that I really relate to. I think you know, the idea of looking back at the good in a relationship and feeling like it was so good that it was one for the history books. But just a track later on Medicine, Shake is feeling frustrated and bitter towards this ex-lover singing, I was your medicine, but I'm cutting off your supply in an angry tone. And later, Shake sings on Skin and Bones, you treated me like I was more than just a pair of skin and bones, and that really made a difference in my story expressing like gratitude and appreciation for this relationship and on wine and spirits she sings yin and yang is more than a symbol life is about balance war and harmony can't have one without the other i think we need each other um acknowledging that relationship uh a relationship is war and harmony at once and that there's value in both as long as there's a healthy balance um Overall, I'm reading a lot of lyrics because I want to get across that this album really covers a whole range of emotions with a breakup and going back and forth between wanting back what you guys once had and also feeling some anger and resentment towards the person. Um, overall, You Can't Kill Me is a fluid, immersive experience. I love the cover art. It's an old, classical-looking portrait of a person, but with their face melting off which I love because this album is face melting. Um, it melts, like overall melting is a really great way to describe this album. The guitar riffs and the synths and the heavily produced vocals all melt into each other and just create a really interestingly produced experience. Um, I know that some critics said that the lyrics were lacking on this album, so I think it's funny that my review of this album was mostly focused on the lyrics. I do think that the production is stronger on this album, but the lyrics aren't entirely lacking. They do paint a picture and tell a story, but they do so vaguely enough that you can apply them to your own life and your own story. So some of my favorite tracks on this album, I loved Invited, I love History, I love Skin and Bones, I love Cocoon, I love the ad-libs on Cocoon, I love the menacing vibe on Cocoon. 
Um, I love Body. I think it's my favorite track on the album. It's really the climax of the album with these awesome vocals and this great interpolation of Blood on the Leaves. Um, I also love Wine and Spirits and Purple Walls is a really romantic, immersive song as well. So yeah, um, it's hard to articulate why I love this album so much, but I just really, I think immersive is the, uh, the word of my review. It's immersive, it's fluid, it's face melting, um, and it's just a great like soundtrack to your life. Um, so the number one album of my 2022 is You Can't Kill Me by 070 Shake. So thank you so much for listening, friends. These were the top five albums of my 2022. Number five was Sick by Earl Sweatshirt. Number four, Gemini Rights by Steve Lacey. Number three, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar. Number two, It's Almost Dry by Pusha T. And number one, You Can't Kill Me by 070 Shake. I loved these albums. 2022 was a good year in music for me. I had a lot of albums to listen to on repeat that I was really vibing with. Um, again, this is a podcast about books, but like I said, I listen to albums like I read books. I, you know, start to finish, read them like a narrative. And um, these were all albums that I think uh, told a narrative story and... Um, uh, were kind of like concept albums that from top to bottom had a vibe that they were trying to accomplish. So these were the top five albums of my 2022. Thank you so much for listening. If I missed anything, if you disagree with my rankings, please let me know. Find 10 pages on social media at 10 pages, T-E-N 10 P-G-S and uh, join the conversation. Uh, I'll see you back here next time. Until then, take it easy 10 pages at a time and, uh, and an album at a time. <laughs> Peace and love.